The comments, views, and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the views of Point72 Academy. All information provided herein is for informational purposes only, is not investment advice, and should not be deemed as a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All investments involve risk, including the loss of principal. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product. Any such offer or solicitation may only be made by means of delivery of an approved confidential offering memorandum. This podcast may not be copied, and it may not be distributed or furnished to or used by anyone other than the intended recipient without the express written consent of Point72. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, director of the Point72 Academy. Our founder and CEO, Steve Cohen, often tells interns and new employees that if he started his career here today, he'd be like a kid in a candy store, asking as many questions as possible and taking advantage of the opportunities that come when you're surrounded by smart, interesting people. That sense of endless curiosity is something we value in our culture of continuous learning, and we encourage it through the dedicated development programs we offer at our firm. Take the Point72 Academy. While we prepare Academy associates for an investing career through classroom instruction and real-world work with portfolio managers, the teaching and mentorship doesn't stop after they graduate and earn a seat as an analyst. Far from it. It's the start of their journeys as investment professionals, and we want to help them succeed. That's why we've created the Velocity Program. It's an opportunity for our analysts to improve on their idea generation and hear different perspectives from coaches who have decades of firsthand investing experience. In this episode, we invited two Academy graduates, Ryan Robinson and Vanessa Ma, to tell us about transitioning from the Academy to an analyst seat. We also talked to them about the qualities that make them suited for their roles and how the Velocity program helps hone their investment skills and processes. Hosting this episode is Dave Briggs, an analyst coach in the Velocity program. Dave spent nearly two decades as an investor, both as an analyst and as a portfolio manager. Today, Dave helps analysts accelerate their ability to generate, diligence, and pitch ideas directly to their PMs while still early in their careers. Dave, tell us more about your background and what you do here. Hi, my name is Dave Briggs. Uh, after spending 20 years in a PL seat as both a PM and an analyst, I'm now one of the analyst coaches here at Point72, where I coach our more senior analysts in a one on one environment. I also spend time with our more junior analysts on the Velocity program, which is designed to increase both idea quality and idea velocity. We have two guests with us here today who I'll allow to introduce themselves. Hey, my name is Ryan Robinson. I cover TMT. I'm a research analyst here, and I've been at the firm since 2019. I'm Vanessa. I'm an analyst at Point72. I cover TMT and have been here for around three years now. What sparked your guys' initial interest in investing? The first time I got interested in investing was back in eighth grade. My eighth grade class did the stock market investing game where you're given a fake $100,000 on a computer portal and you get to invest it. And I remember just absolutely loving the aspect of going on the computer every day, trading stocks. I didn't know what I was doing, but I do remember getting off the bus at 3.30 and running up to my room to try to make a trade before the market closed at four. Ever since then, I've loved kind of the aspect of investing, the puzzle that you're always trying to solve. I guess in a more unconventional fashion, I did not know that I wanted to do investing until probably when I did the Point72 summer internship. I Grew up in a family that didn't ever invest their money. Um, I was born and raised in Hong Kong. I had no exposure to finance at all. Um, I studied neuroscience in school. I was just fascinated by decisions and fascinated by societies. I wanted to understand everything about 
both of these things. And when I was offered the 0.72 summer internship, realized that this is a great way to understand all manner of decisions that management makes, that investors make, um, whether institutional or retail. And I thought that that was fascinating. You get so many reps in such a short amount of time and I was hooked. And so I came back for the full time and have been have never looked back since. So stepping back, when you think about what makes you well suited for your role from a, either a personality type in terms of interests, like what would you say those are? Most importantly, it really helps to love stocks and analyzing businesses above all else. This job is hard and it's very time consuming. Being willing to put that time in to find the extra answer to kind of solve the puzzle that someone might have not solved yet. That's a time consuming endeavor, but if you love it and you genuinely have fun doing it, those hours are rewarding, not costly. Uh, and being willing to ask why or what next helps you kind of go that level deeper and constantly challenge yourself. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing. You want to do this job because you're interested in learning. Like, for example, I'm a TMT analyst, so I love like looking at, say, new gadgets or understanding, oh, like new protocols that we use to funnel data from point A to point B and stuff like that. And that might be boring for somebody else, but that makes my day when I realize that, oh, like I read this paper, I actually understand what's going on. And that's kind of how I derive I guess, my motivation to continue to do this because there will be times when and people in this industry who have stuck around for a long, long time will tell you that everybody's kind of gone through a drawdown. There's very few people who have not. And so having the motivation, especially when it's going badly, to continue to do this and continue to believe in your process and refine your process, I think that's one of the biggest, I guess, like um, parts of my personality that have made me stick around. And shifting maybe to the the hard end or soft skills that, that are necessary to do the job well, what would you say those are? I would say the hard skills are probably numbers-based, um, being willing to try and understand different ways to crunch numbers, whether it's like regressions or honestly just different types of percentage changes or different types of ratios, like stuff like that. Those are the hard skills. And those, I think, if anything, are the most developable or coachable skills. The soft skills are more so behavioral and also understanding other people's biases, but even more importantly, also understanding your own biases. Um, I guess like my training in neuroscience and also partially in psychology, that's been very helpful in that sense, um, understanding maybe I have an optimism bias. I'm much more likely to long stocks than to short them, or maybe I have a mean reversion bias. Those soft skills have been very helpful. Yeah, I think the hard skills like modeling or analyzing data, that's almost the easy part of the job. I think anyone can learn that. I think the aspect of intellectual curiosity, pattern recognition, hard work, that is more of the intangibles that is probably arguably more important for the job. Constantly working through your second order thinking of, okay, this happened and then what, or why did it happen? And thinking creatively to kind of get the answer to those questions often Un unveils the alpha that you're looking for in the first place. It's not just looking first order, it's looking second order and going that level deeper. Now that takes time, that takes intellectual curiosity. If you like what you do, that's really easy to do. The actual modeling of it, that's not the hard part. It's the thinking more critically that I think is valuable and can only be learned over time. And it takes a certain personality to have that. So when you think about sh struggles and weakness in your game, whether it be during your time at the academy or when you were starting out as an analyst and, and you identified something you thought was a weakness, wh what was your approach to it, to improving that aspect of your game? So I love systems. Um, and whenever I find any flaws, I create 
a plan to kind of solve it and I need to track myself. And so that's been my approach to everything. It's always there needs to be a trackable plan to see if my hit rate gets better or um, my analysis gets better, so on and so forth. So that's kind of how I've done everything or corrected for all the flaws I've found so far in my process. So when I started in the academy, Jamie, the head of the academy, told us that you have to be okay with uncertainty in this job because you can never know something for 100%. And I tend to be a perfectionist, so I like to know 100% of the answer. That's often not possible. So so kind of going to bare basics, understanding the business, is it a good business, is it a bad business, and moving from there can help simplify the process and really help you hone in on what matters most. I think it's important to learn by doing. This job is a constant repetitions game, and if you're right more than 50% of the time, you're pretty good at this job. So constantly challenging yourself to take an at-bat. Let's take some opportunities to try it, see what went wrong, what went right. There's plenty of data feedback that the, the firm offers young analysts to say, this is where your ideas went wrong, this is where your ideas went right, and they help you learn from those ideas, and then in your next rep, do better or try, try something new and see how that basically changes the outcome. And most of the time, as long as you're putting the effort in and constantly taking those at-bats, you start progressing in your career and that learning compounds over time. And there's plenty of professional development opportunities at the firm as well, whether it be the Velocity program that I'm currently in working with you, Dave, or if I'm given access to a variety of PMs, other analysts at the firm, that's part of the beauty of working at Point72. You're never actually alone. You're covering a stock, but there might be six other people covering that same stock. And that's a built-in sounding board that you can work with those people to bounce ideas off of, talk about what you might misunderstand, what they might misunderstand, and it helps everyone grow together as they pace through their careers. So Ryan, you mentioned the Velocity program there. I'm curious from your perspective how the program is going and how it's improved your approach on idea generation. So it's been great so far. Um, coming to point 72, when you work for a PM, oftentimes that's one of your few sounding boards. You're pitching everything to your PM, you're getting his or her feedback, and you're kind of learning from their lens. But the Velocity program allows you to work with another senior asset manager who understands the industry, gives you a different perspective, and constantly challenges you in way, ways that you might have not been challenged before. And oftentimes when you're sitting in the seat, you get lost in what the market's thinking versus what you're thinking. You think you have a great idea, but maybe that's just not misunderstood. You've helped me take a step back and say, is this actually differentiated? And if it's differentiated, let's really do the work to understand it better and make it the best idea it can be. And Vanessa, you're a participant as well. I'd be curious in your perspectives. Yeah. I mean, it's always helpful, as Ryan said, to have another pair of eyes that aren't necessarily in your sector and have also a ton of experience to look through your ideas, make sure that you're not um, missing any of those parts and also to incorporate new parts into your process, whether like maybe you should look at this type of data or maybe you should look at this tracker. Um, And so over time, there's now this kind of little voice of Dave in my head that tells me, um, oh, Dave would not like the fact that you did not quantify any of this. How are you going to fix that? How do you quantify it before it gets to his desk tomorrow morning when you have to submit your pitch? And so I think the fact that this is kind of, you have to pitch this every, call it maybe two to four weeks, um, and you have to incorporate this feedback in every new pitch that you make, I think that's been extremely helpful and it just becomes a habit. Um, Like over time, you can see your pitches get better and better and start to incorporate more and more of the feedback as habit. I think that's been very useful. And maybe you could describe a bit about how the Velocity program fits into the development culture and and track at Point72. Yeah, I would say that 
the resources that are there for you. And the nice thing is we work amongst a bunch of colleagues that are all very smart, very motivated and willing to put in the work to get better. If you're sprinting to the finish line and you think after one year, you're going to be a, the best analyst in the world. I have bad news for you, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. I think you have to put the time in, you have to train like an Olympian and these programs like Velocity, like mentorship, like the various seminars of Point72 hosts help you train like that Olympian. You're not going to set records in, in year one, but as you continue to develop that in year two, in year three, in year four, in year five, you'll see it start to compound and the results will show for themselves as willing, as long as you're willing to put the time in now. And Velocity is a great example of one of those stepping stones that helps you get there. I would say the biggest way in which it fits is the fact that it's not really more work. Um, the way the program is structured is such that you are able to send in your pitches the way that you would for your team. So it's not that I'm doing more work. Um, it's that I am doing work in a much more concentrated or in a much more pointed way that is productive to my team. Um, and I think that and I appreciate that a lot. And I think that fits into kind of the efficiency culture at Point72 a lot as well. Like I've never done a piece of work here that was frivolous or that was purposefully just for show and not actually useful to my team or our investing process. Um, and also the other part of it um, that it fits in is diversity of thought. Having a program like this where Dave is able to kind of see how everybody pitches and also give feedback to all of that. And you're able to also use him as a sounding board and the program as a sounding board to understand, oh, well, like this is how we think about stuff, but that's not necessarily how every other investor on the street thinks about it. Beyond the Velocity program, how do you think the culture and environment at Point72 has is, is aided and facilitated your growth and development and your skill set as an analyst? Yeah. So when I graduated from the academy and joined a team here, I was fortunate to be placed on a team under a senior analyst. And so the, for the first year of my career, he donated his time to me. We'd go through every model together, every pitch together. He taught me how he thinks through businesses. He helped me learn what I should and shouldn't care about. And that basically created foundation that I could launch my career off of. My PM often tells us that you should treat your career like a marathon, not a sprint, and you're building an intellectual asset that will ride with you for a lifetime. So spending the time working with a mentor to understand that and build that intellectual asset has helped me two, three, four years down the line. Yeah, I would say that that's donating one's time is a very good phrase. Um, I've been fortunate to have both my peers and also uh, my PM and also other analysts on other teams who have had longer tenures than I have also do the same to me. Um, I tend to think of everyone's career as also kind of like a stock pitch. You hopefully want your general performance to be going up and to the right. And so understanding the dips, um, whether it's emotional, whether it's performance, um, whether it's PL, and understanding how you got there, how you can fix for that. That's been extremely helpful for me as I try to ramp on new names and also to be challenged on names that I think I know very well, but maybe in actuality, there's something new there that I haven't like looked at yet. And how have you found the response when you, when you message someone that perhaps you've not met before? So I get very intimidated all the time by meeting new people. That's just a part of my personality that I've come to accept. And it's actually been very, very nice. It's gone much better than I expected. People are very nice and they're willing to kind of talk me through my assumptions, talk me through even things that like, or quote unquote, stupid questions that I have about different companies. And so, yeah, I've been very pleasantly surprised. 
you know, Point72 does a great job of putting a lot of time and effort into training and investing in their young professionals. There are mentors, there's coaches, there's seminars. I just got back from the opportunity to pitch to the CIO of the firm. All of this is at your fingertips. And Steve often says you should be a, like a kid in a candy shop at the firm with everything at your disposal. And they really do live behind that. They give you the assets, they give you the opportunities, and it's more for your yours for the taking if you want to go out and try to optimize and take advantage of everything that they do offer, but it's there for you, whatever data you want, whatever access to the people you want to talk to. It's, um, you know, they do a good job of presenting that even to young professionals. So folks are interested in getting into this career and they've now heard the the skills that are necessary and the character traits. How would you advise them to go about either developing those through books and readings or podcasts or or otherwise prepare themselves for, for this career? First and foremost, take some time to seriously consider if this is something that you love doing. I think it's a cool career that you can see on TV and it looks awesome, but do you actually like analyzing businesses? Do you like understanding what they do? Do you like projecting where they're going to go? I think that's first and foremost where you have to start with. What advice would you give to someone that's that's considering a, a career given those traits and skills that you've highlighted? I would almost say it's helpful to go and read the stories of businesses that have gone through business cycles and either made made it or not made it. I've always told myself that every three months, I have to read at least one fiction book and one nonfiction book. The fiction book, not because it actually helps with my job, but because it reminds you that there is a world out there that doesn't work the same way as it does today. Why does the world today have to work the way it does work? And that way you kind of understand the incentives behind how people make decisions, how management makes decisions and um, so on and so forth. And then the nonfiction books, whether it's a memoir, or whether it's more analytical, that is maybe directly more applicable to the job and reminds you that Yes, behind every single stock, there is a company and they're making decisions on what they want to sell. Is their product market fit? So on and so forth. And so I think that's very important as a diagnosis of if you like doing these things, if you like reading about stuff like this, that's like 80% of this job, right? And so that's a pretty good, I guess, like litmus test of whether you would like it on this job or not. So you've both been at the firm for for quite a period of time now, and with using the benefit of hindsight, is there anything you would have done differently during your time either in the academy or in your first few years uh, in the role? I think the academy and also my team were very instrumental in kind of helping you cushion that blow where nobody's like, I guess, contrary to all the kind of um, rumors that you see or in movies and stuff like that, no one yells at you when you get something wrong. Nobody's trying to like get you fired. And so learning that mistakes are an everyday thing. What are you going to learn from them? What do we do with the stock now? It's very calm. It's very collected. That's a very helpful thing to have when you're transitioning from, I guess, school to this job. In school, every 10 weeks or every three months or whatever, however long your term is, you're going to finish a class and then you're never going to touch the materials again. Here, these companies are around you forever because you're in this job and they're in their job for as long as they wish and as long as you wish. And so following a company beyond half a year, you can really develop an understanding of the business for two, three, four, however many years you would like. And so I think that longevity is something that I've come to appreciate that I didn't realize was kind of a benefit of this role at the beginning. When I transitioned from the sell side to the buy side, I went from covering 12 stocks on the sell side, and now I cover over 50 stocks. So it's very quickly in information overload. It feels as if you're drinking from a fire hose at first. So I would say organization, first and foremost, is incredibly important. Setting up 
personal idea tracker, keeping detailed to-do lists so that you can keep track of everything you have to take care of on a given day kind of helps you assimilate to an, a, a culture in which you're covering everything all the time and you're constantly keeping your pulse on the news. Uh, being organized helps you basically you know, make that whole job easier. Whereas if you're not organized, oftentimes it's hard to even understand what's coming at you at what time and what matters most and what you should work on first and what you should work on second. Um, so I would just say being upfront with how organized you want to be and, and keeping a detailed list is, is important. Thank you both for coming. I think this has been really valuable perspective and I'm glad you could share uh, how you've built up your expertise throughout your career here at Point72. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jamie Goodfriend, and this is Becoming a Hedge Fund Analyst inside Point72 Academy. Listen to our entire series to hear from portfolio managers, analysts, and others on the ins and outs of this industry and learn how you can become a part of it. Visit our website at point72.com forward slash academy to learn more about how we are training the next generation of investors.